Hello, and welcome to episode 53 of the Dial-Up Movie Club. I'm your host, Matthew, and with me, as always, this week, we got Drew. Drew, how are you doing this week? I'm doing pretty great, man. Uh, Just, you know, been working. Uh, I went to Holland's Tulip Time event this past week. I got to ride on some rides. It was a good time. Um, Other than that, I'm not sure I did all too much, so... Yeah, just been keeping it chill. The world famous tulip time. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be mentioned on a Simpsons episode coming up. Oh, really? That's yeah, crazy. yeah. That made a headline on Facebook, and I was like, "Wow, we Michiganders are so desperate for any ounce of attention." Yeah, a, a passing remark on the Simpsons is headline worthy. <laughs> it is and- so great. I I think it's so crazy there. Like, if you pick a flower, there's like a huge fine. I think mm-hmm. isn't Don't it like mess with the tulips. at least like two hundred bucks? Yeah, yeah, I I would have thought it was more honestly. <laughs> Maybe bad. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah, rough crazy. over there. Yeah, I didn't get to go, but I'm glad you had fun. Oh yeah, you have a you have a favorite flower, Drew? No. <laughs> No? It's not something okay. I've ever really thought about. Well, I was just thinking, like, maybe if we had, like, an anniversary coming up, I could get you something, but we don't. But that's, oh, that's, that's so Mine's sweet. a sunflower. Sunflowers are great. That's a very safe choice, and they're great flowers. Sunflowers scare my grandma. She hates <laughs> sunflowers. She's, like, deathly afraid of them. Why? What, did, what trauma I, did she endure? I think it... I, they're like tall and they loom over you. I think that's the primary reason. Uh, I, I guess I see that. Damn. She looks at the sunflowers and she sees the tripod aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's exactly it. Well, speaking of tall and looms over you, we got Dean. <laughs> Dean, how are you doing this week? Well, to be honest, I'm more. I'm average height. I'm five ten. I think. Um, But I went to Gilmore Car Museum over the weekend in search of my car. And I saw an electric Ford Ranger on display there. Um, That was kind of neat to see. Um, And I'm walking around. I'm like, all right, my car's probably in the 40s section. So I'm going to the 40s area. They got a Tucker there. That's really cool. Um, One of 50 made, I'm pretty sure, somewhere around that range. And I'm looking, I can't find my car anywhere. I mean, there's a point where I turned a corner and I saw the back end of a car. I was like, there it is. And I walked up and it wasn't it. And so I was like, huh. And I walked through that museum twice and I didn't, I didn't find my car. It's, it's not there. I, uh, I, um, if I got robbed, they're pretty legitimate robbers. Um, but (laughs) I messaged Jay about it. He's the museum curator. He was um, a little shocked to hear it wasn't there. He said it should have been on display, which I don't know if that's how I would have worded it to me. (laughs) I'm sure it's there. They lost your car, bro. (laughs) We'll we'll see it next time. Dude, I want you to know that car is on an island with Tom Hanks right now. That got hey, delivered by if it's with Tom Hanks. I'm happy. Okay. Okay. If it's well, with Tom Hanks, man. You know, that's gonna be useful on an island. That's gonna be 
Would it? Would a forty-two DeSoto be useful on a desert island? I don't think. For it as would. long as you've got gas, but I think mine would. It's only got maybe, maybe shelter. You can mark it up. miles. It's got less miles. Maybe than my a hint truck. of air conditioning. I don't even know no. if it has that. Oh, okay. Well, it does if you're driving fast enough. <laughs> well, I don't think you could drive fast enough on desert island. Dang. Well, nah. R.I.P. to Dean's car. Hope they find it someday. That's we will. I hope. Stuff. Yeah, that's good. Anything else? I'm good. Okay. I had a pretty good week. I just also working. Um, I wanted to talk about it again because I kind of forgot, and then I like passingly mentioned it and didn't really get a chance to talk about it. But I saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, and it's a high recommend. And Dean, you need to see it before you say a word out of that mouth of yours, because I know you're about yeah, to dude. say some dumb shit. I signed my Chris. Also, uh, I just like. I watched it and I'm like, man, I had like a watch list of Sam Raimi movies I wanted to get through. And I was like, man, I got to get back on it because I, I love this guy and I want to watch his whole filmography. So I have not. Oh, yeah. If I'm stuffy at all, I have very bad allergies right now. So if I'm sound a bit nasally or than usual, uh, that's just that. So and that has also led and to me not brother. being able to sleep. I can't sleep at night because I am I can't breathe, and that helps when you're trying to knock your brain out unconscious for eight hours. Oh, so, get man. over it! <laughs> how um how does because you can only breathe through one nostril, right? Yeah, yep. Does that affect? Is that affected by? It just makes it worse. Ah, <laughs> just makes it worse. Uh, yes. So at like five o'clock this morning, I got up, made some breakfast, sat down and watched drag me to hell. And that's a surprisingly good movie. I wasn't expecting much. I was shocked that it was rated PG 13 by the end of it. Uh, that's another high recommend for me. Love it. Good job, Sam Raimi. You did it. Um, I'm surprised you haven't seen his whole filmography yet. There's just like, I mean, I've seen the essentials. You're, spider-mans or evil deads but there's just some weird ones man he has uh, there's just some weird he had some weird times too where like between every evil dead movie he just made just a random studio movie that he hates because the studio took control of it and he he just doesn't remember those movies fondly so he doesn't talk about them so people don't talk about them but drag me to hell is one that People like, he likes, it's a good movie. I'd recommend it. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's my week. But speaking of Doctor Strange and Spider-Man and Marvel, we have a guest this week bringing us a Marvel movie, of course. It's a Marvel week, one of my favorite weeks, because you guys know I can't get enough of the superhero movies. And this guest we have is one of the most excited I've ever been for a guest because we have an actual writer of these characters coming on to talk to us about them. Her book came out about two weeks ago, Shadow Avengers. Please welcome guest author Carrie Harris. Carrie, how are you doing this week? I'm doing good. I'm having an existential crisis because you're talking about Holland. I lived in Celine just a couple of years ago. Like, oh, oh, yeah, we were in like each other's backyard. 
Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. He came out to tulip time with us. Would have been a fun time. Right? Yeah. (laughs) You said Celine? Yeah. I can't say I heard of that. It's it's right outside of Ann Arbor. It's pretty close. Really? I've heard of Ann Arbor. So okay. Okay. And I've been to Holland quite a few times, so Yeah. Holland's a beautiful place. Great place. Yeah. There's a beach. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. road that isn't open for cars to drive on. Yeah. (laughs) Is that true? The the more you talk about, the less I like Holland. There's always I'm always walking through downtown and there's always those roadblocks like in the road. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I guess this isn't for cars. <laughs> <laughs> the road ends here. Well, uh, Carrie, it's so nice to have you on the show. Do you want to tell the people what you have been working on recently? Oh, God, a little bit of everything and most of it I can't talk about. Um, I do uh, I do licensed books, some for Marvel and, and some for um, other licenses, mostly in the gaming space. Um and uh, so I've actually just turned something in today that I can't tell you, but uh, please be assured that it's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm assured. Right. <laughs> I trust you. Yeah. But um, no, I had um, Shadow Avengers come out just a little bit ago. I've got a Ghost Rider book and I've done X-Men twice. Um and it's my original superhero love. Like that was the first comic I picked up. That so, is so X-Men cool. Was? Yeah, yeah. I um I, I wanted to be best friends with Kitty Pride. Oh, <laughs> and who I used, Yeah, I used to write fanfic about yep. uh, she was my neighbor and we were friends. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And look where you're at now. This is awesome. This is so right. Cool. It's a little I, surreal. <laughs> Yeah, for real. Uh, I first heard of you when your uh, Ghost Rider book was coming out. I'm friends with some Ghost Rider Rider podcast guys that clued me into that book. And I was hooked from the premise. It is Ghost Rider is my favorite Marvel hero. So I was really one of mine, too. I love him. He's so great. Going to be dope. And then Ghost Rider is a cool character, but I'm surprised that he's your favorite because I feel like you've I don't know. You like Spider-Man a lot. I've seen you like Iron Man. I thought you liked Iron Man a lot too. I do. I love Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man, it's hard because it's like, how do you say it? Like, because of course you love Spider-Man, you know, he's Spider-Man. But Ghost Rider is someone I feel very, how do I put, like, I have more fun reading Ghost Rider than I do Spider-Man, but... I don't know. It, it's kind of back and forth. Like Spider, like it's comparing ten out tens. You know, yeah. like Spider Man, mm-hmm. Ghost Rider, both ten out tens. It's the, hard the paint to even roller compare. Makes the difference. The paint roller, Ghost Rider, all his tech is timely. Unlike Spider Man, he has outdated paint rollers. I'm sure. So, well, it also depends the, on if you. Yeah, it depends on if you want to see somebody be a, a dumbass or or mm. be a really genuinely good person. Yeah. Ghost Rider, well, depending on which one. Like, Johnny Blaze, is, he makes very poor decisions. Nine, yeah, 99% of the yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, guy got to start by selling his soul to the devil. I think yeah. I'd be entertained more by poor decisions. They usually have a more entertaining outcome. Mm. Yeah. True. Depends on the writer. Because 
yeah, there's there's some bad ghost stories stuff out there, but there's some great ghost story stuff out there. But um, yeah, Carrie, I just want to talk to you for a minute here. I'm looking through your books and what you've done, and like all these stuff are awesome, but one specifically has caught my eye. And I want you to tell me about this book called Elder God Dance Squad. <laughs> that is this, the best title I have ever come up with and probably will ever come up with. I agree. I'm <laughs> no. looking at like this art on the front. It's like a cheerleader with a bunch of like Cthulhu tentacles behind her. Oh, that sounds awesome. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So my idea was I love Lovecraft, um, Cthulhu, all that kind of stuff. And my idea was, you know, what if uh, Hellmouth uh, portal to the, the great beyond opens up and the only people standing in the way are a high school dance squad? Wow. That is incredible. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the tongue is very firmly in cheek. Um, they're, they're idiots. It's a... Uh, you know, kind of like a teen drama where there's all this, you know, oh, he doesn't love me anymore. And oh, she took my things. And, and then also tentacles. <laughs> and, well, speaking, yeah, speaking of things that Sam Raimi needs to direct. Yeah. That's incredible. I really just wrote it for myself um, for fun mm-hmm. between projects. And then I was like, yeah, this is really good. I got to gotta publish that. Yeah. That's awesome. Those I are always, usually the best projects. Yeah, I always those love, are, you just pour your heart into them. Yeah. I always love the passion projects because, yeah, you pour your heart into them. Every, usually the passion projects are like what you sit in the car you're thinking about when you're driving. Pretty much anytime you have free time, you're thinking, man, what would be another cool thing to throw into this? And that's usually culminating all the unique and wacky events that you could put into something is usually going to be in a passion project. Right. Yeah, well, and I just tried to entertain myself. So if you're a total weirdo like me, you will like this. I am. (laughs) There we go. You got three of them right here and plenty of our audience. Yeah, we're already all out. Weird is better than normal. I mean, that's what I'm going to say. If you're normal, then you just blend in with the crowd. What's special about that? NPC. (laughs) (laughs) Don't need them. Awesome. Oh, Drew, Dean, you got any questions for Carrie before we get going? Yes. Uh, What would you say are like top three Marvel characters just in your opinion? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure I can say top three characters. I can, I can say my favorite. Okay. Um, Go for that. Yeah. 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 Cause Kitty pride is my favorite because she was my, wrote into superheroes because she was a teenage girl like me and all the other female superheroes were like, you're a goddess, you're a princess. Well, I wasn't any of those things. So, (laughs) you know, that was like, I could see myself. And then Mm -hmm. I have a deep, deep love for Sabretooth. Okay. He is is such a jerk and um, really delightful about it. (laughs) <laughs> and then um, Ghost Rider. So actually, what happened was I pitched all of my favorites in a very self-serving kind of way. Um, my family are all bikers. Oh, and, nice. Uh, my, de- my grandpa was a motorcycle mechanic. My dad rode in um, parades, you know, with crazy hats and all that stuff. And so I thought they would think it was cool. 
Yeah. You know, and yeah. so I picked up the the comic with the biker on it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's super yeah. cool. That's a great question, though. Stuff. I mean, what? Who? Who would you guys pick? Ooh. Drew, you got to go first. You know what? Ghost Rider definitely up there. Um, like my gateway to Marvel superheroes and what just got me hooked was the first Iron Man movie. So I got to go with that. And more specifically, I love the uh, Mach 2 suit, the silver one. Uh, and then, oh, I'm not sure. I, I think I'm going to go with villain here. And I think I'm going to say Venom because I've always been a big mm. Venom fan. Gotta love Venom. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I already said Spider-Man, Ghost Rider. Man, it's so tough to round it out with the third. Man, I'm, I know I'm going to say one, and then 10 minutes from now, I'm going to be punching myself yeah. with, like, why didn't you say this, this, or that? But I, A close contender for me that I had just thought about is Deadpool. Deadpool's up there. Mm. This is your yeah. favorite Marvel character? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, yeah. go Black Panther. I've loved Black Panther since I was Hell a kid. That was yeah, that was uh, my dad's favorite, and just yeah, he got me hooked on that. And yeah, he's dope. Loved I Black always Panther. loved Black Panther, and then when his movie came out, I did not like the movie, and then that made me very sad. <laughs> Dang, bro! I'm I sorry. remember the effects you. Anytime, like, any effects would happen, you'd have to point out what's wrong with it. <laughs> and that probably is what ruined the movie for me. <laughs> Dude, they were so Play-Doh-y looking. It was, uh... Yeah, the effects in that movie aren't great. But I love the character. I love the character. Not the yeah, meaning. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. It's about the character, not the, the movie all the time. Uh, I Dean, you got up. a top three? I grew up loving Spider-Man. Like he, 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 by default, Spider-Man has to be in my top three. Um, I mean, I had Spider-Man blankets. I had Spider-Man uh, pajamas. I had a little Spider-Man outfit that I'd run around the house in. Um, I'd jump down the stairs trying to pretend to fly. And... Did you ever have the <laughs> refillable web shooters? No, but that was a toy I always wanted, and Same. I was never able to get. I, I still Dang. want that to this Same. day. The closest I got was my cousin Vaughn had them, and I like found them in his closet, and I was like, oh, oh my gosh, and I put them on, and they were like empty or something. I couldn't get them to work. And I was very disappointed, but Dang. he had the mask at least, and I wore the mask around. So Spider-Man for one. <laughs> and I, I mean, a lot of my Marvel character knowledge, I think, comes from the Spider-Man universe other than like what came in Avengers. And maybe that's because a lot of times I watch superhero movies. It's usually influenced by other people around me wanting to watch it. Like, I think I watched Avengers because you guys watched Avengers. I watched... Spider-Man, because my family watched Spider-Man, but that made me like Spider-Man. Um, I really do like Iron Man. I like that he's smug. Yeah. Um, I don't know why. <laughs> I just think it fits him. <laughs> he's a um, cocky billionaire. And I also like Captain America a lot. Um, okay. You know, he, right. he, he, kicked some, he kicked some German ass in World War II. He sure did. <laughs> so... 
and oh yeah. yeah, and he was also he started out as a super skinny, skin and bones guy, and you know that's oh, how, that's, how, you that's how I am. I see it, and I you know. Sometimes I wonder, man, what if I what if I did join the military? And they're like, you want to be part of a test? And I'm like, sure. And they make they just make me buff. I'm a hunk now. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Dean, I feel like you would be less Captain America, more U.S. agent. I'm a little scared of what would happen to you if you got that serum. Yeah. Oh. Man, you think I'd turn bad? Um... A little bit. Yeah. But I, I don't. I'm not going to say bad. I would more say so. You'd get cocky with it. I maybe would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you're not wrong. I, yeah, I know when I'm like go. winning in a game of Monopoly, I start talking like, "Yeah, now I'm getting a hotel." You know, I get a little cocky when I'm winning the game. <laughs> I got to work on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh man do you, do you got any questions for carrie yes i do i've been thinking about it all day um mainly because i know you're a writer and i like to write but for me it's pretty much just for fun at least at this point and i was just curious if you run into the same issue i do which is pretty much when you're like getting into writing something like i don't know maybe you're halfway through you're just starting i don't you're just in the middle of writing it and then you get an idea for something else that's like also super good. And you really want to write that because that's fresh in your mind. Do you run into that? And if you do, do you get over it or do you fall victim to that? Oh, yeah. In fact, tons of writers do this. It's the shiny new idea. Um, you know, and, and you'll occasionally see people like posting online about how they have they've had the sparkly new idea and they need help um, because it's a real thing. And to be honest, middle suck. <laughs> They're awful because you know the end is not in sight. Um, the exciting beginning is over. And I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I hate, I hate endings more than or middles more than anything else um, when it comes to a book. Um, you know, of course, if you're if you're being paid, it makes it somewhat different. Oh yeah, um, that that, would, that gives yeah. some incentive. <laughs> yeah, uh, but what I found helped was um, I used to be. There's this thing that that writers will talk about uh, if you're a plotter or a pantser. Have you heard of this? I have not. Okay, well, plotters obviously they're the people with the the note cards and everything's color coded. Okay, and yeah. they have all their notes. And pantsers right by the seat of their pants. Yeah, that's I, I, right? I'm probably a pantser. Yeah, I used to be a pantser <laughs> until I sold my first book. And my editor said, this was great. Rewrite everything after chapter eight. Because it sucked. <laughs> so she bought a third of a book. that The second two thirds were bad. That's still a foot in the door, though. That's right. It worked out. But um, I started actually plotting my books in advance which makes the middle a little easier i've been trying to do that more because i have realized i run into the like if i am like say a pantser where you're just kind of right it's pretty much you're writing as you're as you go right Is yeah. what you're saying? yeah so i'll be writing as i go and it's it's pretty much when i hit that middle point because i've established so much in the story that i got to keep track of and yep. it's also like 
I feel like if I did know exactly where this was going, you know, you could also kind of throw in little hints or like foreshadowing and such as that. So I have been trying to plot a little more. I don't know if I'm getting too specific with it because there is one book that I was kind of writing right now. It's kind of on the table. Um, but like, as I write it, it's like I get a building and I'm like, okay, I don't, I do not want to forget how I lay this out. So I like draw the whole landscape of the building and I just have like all these pages for whole separate ideas and plans and like other such that are written down. Cause I'm a forgetful person and I will mm-hmm. forget if I don't put my notes down. That probably is, that's probably what keeps me held back when I write most things is if I don't plot them out. So that probably is for the best. It adds more work to it though. <laughs> yeah, it does. But it also saves you time because you, the more that you plot, the less you have to edit. Yep. Because it doesn't suck so much when you're done. <laughs> I theoretically. Yeah, I have had it before where I've like um pants the whole a whole story and then I get to the end and I like I'm rereading it and I'm like, I think I've repeated the same thing maybe twice or three times at this point. <laughs> oh yeah. I pants the story that started out as a um as a fantasy comedy and turned into a political thriller halfway through. Oh. It was for Nano Rimo. I don't like you write a novel in a month. Yeah, that's that's oh, certain. Okay. That's certainly yeah. different. <laughs> yeah. Well the whole idea is just to make you turn off your brain and write. So you write fifty thousand words in a month. Oh, and wow. there was no time to go back and fix fix it. You just wrote. Hey, club members, it's Matthew. Now, as many of you know, I'm getting married next year, and I want to fit into a tux and most of all look good in it for those photos. So I've been having to prioritize my own health a lot more, eating healthier, getting rid of sodas, and walking more. And one of the biggest helps for me has been Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being and the Hydration Multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, or on long flights. I love how it makes me feel after a workout. This stuff refreshes you. I love All the flavors, but let me tell you two of my favorites. One, the new strawberry lemonade flavor. Fantastic. And if I'm feeling a little more classic, I go with the pina colada. One stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. There are 12 delicious, refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting, which contain five essential vitamins. B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, with three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Made with premium ingredients, non-GMO, and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code DIALUP 
at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code DIALUP at liquidiv.com. I feel like just because of how much my mind wanders, I love to pants right? Because I, I could just keep writing and writing and writing and just throw whatever's in there. But if I really want a structured story that really makes sense, I got to sit down and think where this is going. Make a little, um, I don't know, sometimes I'll make a chart that's like, I, I just do it because a teacher taught us it way back when in school. It's just like you got your plot, you got your characters, and it's just like, a web a webbed chart i don't know what you would call it yeah i mean you just find stuff that works for you sometimes i've bought my books on excel sometimes i use uh, game mechanics it just kind of depends yeah okay nice well carrie brought us a movie this week brought us x-men the original to uh our 2000s month um so i say we get right into our game of the week i'm thinking should we go Rotten tomatoes this week because we had another mix up (laughs) i sent Uh, the imdb score to the chat i'm pretty sure i saw the rotten tomatoes one too wasn't that on there i don't think it was i was like a little green r well let me look well guys i have a third backup plan oh wow look at you coming prepared yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I kind of, I was like iffy on whether or not it was on there. And so, um, you know how you you go to Blockbuster. Let's go back to the VHS days. And you pick up uh... X-Men, all right? And you're looking at the case. I actually had the VHS of this movie. I was tempted to watch it on VHS, but I was lazy. So I was Dang. like, and you're looking at the back of the case. And there's a summary of the movie. IMDB does a summary of the movie, and sometimes they're right, and sometimes they're incredibly off. What we're going to do is we'll have each of you guess what the summary of the movie is that IMDB gives it, and whoever I deem Uh is close enough wins. All right. Uh, Drew, you won last week. You get to go first, buddy. So what, I just have to basically create a summary myself? Basically, what you think IMDb has the... Let me give you an example. Let's do... What did we have last week? Let's do Castaway. I'll okay. read you what Castaways is. All right. Like the actual one? Yeah, what the actual one. Okay. A FedEx executive undergoes a physical and emotional transformation after crash landing on a deserted island. It's, e- it's easy. Simple, so, easy, okay. easy. It's like a, it's like a log line, kind of. Uh, yeah. Dude, I'm going to suck at this. Good uh, luck. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say a, a girl on her path of... Uh, Finding out more of her mutant abilities teams up with a <laughs> a group of people. Oh god, dude, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like this uh, game. Is, <laughs> is, it, 
Is that it? Can I, wait, wait, wait. I'll, 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 can I start over? Sure. Go ahead. All right. All right. All right. Let's say, hmm. A mutant on her path of discovering her powers and her truer self joins a school uh, of fellow mutants to strengthen herself. I don't know. Right. Something like that. All right. All right. Dean, your oh, guess? Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Um... <sighs> oh, how do I start? Okay. Um, in a world, <laughs> dang, it's kind of cliche to start in a world, but I'm going to do it in a world, um, where humans evolve and develop traits unusual to most others. Society must decide, um, how, uh, how to accept these individuals. And in the process, a girl must discover herself and her own abilities. And on the way, she meets um, (laughs) new friends and uh, who help her feel... I don't don't think it's typically this long. Uh... And yeah, there's um, an- antics <laughs> ensue. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, Carrie, you're a writer and author. Let's let's hope you can do better at this than they did. Oh dear. <laughs> your guess? No pressure. No uh, pressure at all. I'm I'm going to start in a world too. Um, in a world that fears mutant powers. Two strangers who struggle to accept their mutant identity are drawn into a historical confrontation between factions in the mutant community and join up with a group of mutants dedicated to doing the right thing. Show off. All right. That was a lot better than mine. I think that's kind of where I was going, and I lost that. Are you guys ever going to peek at the IMDb score again so we don't have to play this game? I don't want to play this game. I do like it. I think it's it's a lot more interesting. I'm going to, if we do it again, I'm writing as I go next time. (laughs) Not a bad idea. Well, Dean... You were close. You had it at like the first four words and then you went off the rails. In a world? (laughs) In a world is how it starts. Okay. So well, then that Carrie, Carrie yeah. also had a really good start, kind of faltered at the end, and then got really close again at the end. So I'm going to give it to Carrie. Oh. Um, you like Carrie. Dumbledore to me for a minute. Yeah, you kind of did. I did Dumbledore you for a second. But um, it's in a world where mutants, evolved superpowered humans, exist and are discriminated against. Two groups form an inevitable clash. I, I really like Carrie said something like a historic fight, and it was like an inevitable clash. I like that. Uh, the Supremacist Brotherhood and the Pacifist X-Men. 
Um, so you guys all focused on Rogue a bit too much, and the, it never mentions Rogue. It just I was oh. waiting for one of you to say X Men. I would have given it to someone to say X Men. That's weird. I feel like this is just as much of a Rogue movie as you might say, like Logan. I I I um I think I <laughs> yeah, but that's also uh. a spoiler too. You know, because there's the belief that that they're going after Wolverine. So if you put that it's a rogue movie in the in the description, you're you're kind of spoiling that that's not what they wanted after all. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just thought uh, rogue was going to be. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Gary, you on our IMDb game, so you get to give your initial thoughts first. So, like, how you came to be with this movie first time seeing it and kind of what you think of it overall. Um, I saw it in the theater because, like I said, I was an X-Men fan. Um, and so as soon as I saw they were making an X-Men movie, I had thoughts. And I was really ticked off that they did not pick... Um, it was right around the time that Gladiator came out because I thought Russell Crowe would have made a good Wolverine. I do not stand oh, yeah. by that opinion. Um, uh, Hugh, well, no, I think he would have done good, but Hugh Jackman <laughs> was great. He is. But I uh, see what you're saying because Gladiator, I don't know, I watched Gladiator. That's pretty gritty too. That's a good movie. Well, and the fact that it was nobody. Like yeah. at the time, nobody outside of Australia knew who Hugh Jackman was. Oh. So, um, I mean, at he least was a musical theater I knew. guy. Yeah, nobody yeah, I knew. So I was, I was super excited. I was hoping that, like, I had my list of people that I hoped were in it, um, and and at least I got Sabretooth, But I have thoughts about that too. All right, all right, uh, Dean, your initial thoughts on X Men. So I never watched an X-Men movie before, unless you count Logan. I, I watched Logan before anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a great movie. I love Logan. Yeah. But for some reason, I always thought an X-Men movie was just going to be like superheroes in your face. Superheroes in your face, just rubbing in my face. And I don't know, for some reason, I didn't think I was going to like X-Men too much. And it was a lot grittier than I thought it was going to be. Like... Kind of right off the bat, I was like, okay, all right, this is a good movie. It opens and in a concentration camp. That was one confusion I had. Like, <laughs> I get the characters weren't developed yet, but it opened right in the camp, and I was like, they better have good reason for this. Yeah, do they have good reason? I don't know. I mean, do they? It's Magneto's origin. Then yes, yeah. I say yes then. Okay. I, it, it, if if it wasn't his origin and they like made it his origin for the movie and that was it, oh, then no. I would have had some problems. No. Magneto <laughs> being a... Yeah, Carrie can talk better on this, but like being... Magneto being a Holocaust survivor is like one of the tent poles of his character. Okay. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And it's a big part of why he approaches the whole thing about mutant times the way he does, because there's a few lines in this movie where he says, you know, what do you think is going to happen? We've seen this before. Oh, yeah, yeah. I did catch that. I and did, so I... it, 
it calls back to his experiences in the Holocaust. Like, he's seen what people do to each other. All right. Magneto's valid. Does this also mean... <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> does this also mean... um, uh, What's... Uh, mm, uh, mm, uh, Drew likes the actor. He oh, plays uh, Magneto. He, he plays the new Magneto. Oh, Ma- Michael Fassbender. Does he also have the same origin? Yeah. Yeah. But he's young? Yeah, because yeah. those movies take place in like the 60s and 70s. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Um, well, yeah, Ma- Magneto's valid. Um, I guess I was still in my initial thoughts. Uh, yeah, so yeah, sorry. Basically, of- <laughs> basically um, I can't say I wasn't excited because I figured it was going to be good. So it was like... Let's give this a shot, and good shot it was. I I like it. Good. I'm glad you okay, like it. Okay, okay. I'm, uh, I'm always happy when I get to show Dean a new superhero movie, and it's always like a coin toss of whether he loves it or hates it. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to land on the right side. Uh, Drew, your initial thoughts on X-Men? I don't think I've ever seen this movie before, at least not in it's full length i've seen i think bits and pieces because watching this was like some weird deja vu like there were times where i was like i swear i've seen this part before but still like the whole time i didn't really know what was gonna happen or where it was going um but yeah i mean i haven't seen all the x-men movies um i like the x-men characters i think they're great i think there are some really good X-Men movies I've seen. Like I love days of future past. I watched that not too long ago. Um, I really liked Logan, but yeah, no, I don't think I've seen this until now. And then that also took me by surprise because I didn't know where this was taking place and like the timeline of movies. Um, So I was surprised to see that like Wolverine already had his adamantium. Mm. Like that just shocked me. I didn't know. So yeah, no, I thought, like, all in all, though, this was very enjoyable. I liked it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, man, I don't remember the first time I saw this movie. It's, It's got to be, like, I rented it at Blockbuster and watched it. Because it, it's in, it's in, like, that same vein of, like, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, of movies that just, like, I watched a lot as a kid. And... Like the whole trilogy of the X Men movies, and I kept going to see them as new ones came out in theaters up until like they got really bad, and I could no longer defend them anymore. Um, but yeah, going back to watch this movie, it's it's really I like it a lot. I think it's it has its charm. It's that early two thousands superhero renaissance charm, and. It's fun, (laughs) like, it's sad, but it's fun to look back at, like, uh, Hugh Jackman's first portrayal of Wolverine compared to, like, where Logan ends. And, um... Is it it much different? Yeah. He goes through a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I don't doubt it. It's very, like, here it's kind of got that 2000s corny, cheesy, and then in Logan, the song Hurt by Johnny Cash is playing (laughs) while he's taking Uh, pain meds to pull his claws out because he can't do it anymore, and it's sad and dusty. 
Um, and here he's like, come on, bub. What, why are we wearing these stupid outfits, eh? And it's, yeah, it's He goes through change. a lot of character growth. <laughs> he does. He does. Um, and also seeing Doctor Strange last weekend and seeing Sir Patrick Stewart in this movie. Um, he's, he's alive? Say, yeah. Uh, Yay! It's a multiverse <laughs> of madness, Dean. Everyone's alive somewhere. Um, but yeah, people say he doesn't age. He it was weird going back here because I'm like, you look about a year younger than you do in 2022. 22 years later, um, <laughs> so age just a little bit. He but, might actually be Professor X. He might. I. I mean, none of the comic characters age. They've all been the same age since 1960. Um, but yeah, so you're right. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really, I was excited to rewatch it. And when I was like, I was pitching Carrie to come on the show. I was like, you're, you're an awesome author and you're attached to Marvel, which is a thing I love. And you're like writing for characters. I love what movie do you want to talk about? And she said, X-Men. I about I fell back in my chair. I was I was ecstatic. I was like, we are going to talk about X Men with an actual like X Men author. This is insane. Um, yeah, so I, I want to jump into that like Holocaust scene because I think we are like we are dipping our toes in that conversation. But I want to I want to fall in because I love that as an opener for Magneto because like we said that is a very high tent pull to his character and a lot of people will tell you like Magneto and the X-Men in general is a it's a civil rights story really uh going to mirror like the civil rights movements of the 60s and just Magneto being a Holocaust survivor it does like you kind of say Dean it validates him, but I would add to an extent. It, to an because, extent. Like, yes. Because going through horrible, horrible things does not give you the right to do horrible, horrible things to other people. <laughs> no. But you do see how it would affect one's views. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, okay. I think that's I think that is super cool how it is um very reflective of civil rights uh x-men as a whole and i we've talked about this in the past but i think it's really really cool when a movie starts out introducing you with its villain if it's done effectively and yeah yeah, that was a good use of it here i didn't even think about like that because he's not really doing anything evil in the first scene but no it does kind of um... put you right in that headspace might be my first moment of cluelessness but um what did magneto want to do that was horrible he wanted to make everyone a mutant like he, he wanted he, oh so he was kill rogue was, in the process he was sid from incredibles syndrome yeah syndrome yeah, 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 yeah. When if everyone's super, super, no one will be. <laughs> I, I don't How is really that horrible though. Giving people powers. Well, well like it killed the senator. Great. <laughs> it killed him. Yeah, the senator. Yeah. Remember, um, he turned he into like a big pile of goop. I thought it. Oh, uh, I thought he just made it look like that. I thought he. No, I'm pretty sure. Away. I'm pretty sure he's just a puddle now. Yep. And, 
Dang. Uh, that, I know that scene traumatized some kids watching this movie. There is no way. It was a wacky. Uh, it, was a, it was more than wacky. I don't know why I used the term wacky, but he <laughs> didn't melt. Uh, maybe this flew over my head, but um, I guess I didn't really understand why he was using rogue um other than just like the last time almost killed him like is that the only reason or like does her power somehow was he like hoping to transfer her power to people or what no i think it's that that he is willing to he says something about how her sacrifice will save millions but he's not willing to make the sacrifice Uh, okay gotcha So it's essentially, yes, bodies, like people must die to get this utopia that I want, but not me. (laughs) I wonder why he was after specifically Rogue then. Like, I wonder if it's just because he knew that she has a power that's like horribly dangerous or like she's not living a great life because of that. I don't know. She's the only person who can do that. She's oh, the, only, like, the only mutant with that power, so she's the only one he can transfer it to. That he knows okay. Okay, yeah, I see. I think that's what it was, because her power is that, like, if she's touching you, she, like, can transfer power. Like, she touches Wolverine, she can heal. So, what I want to say what he's doing is... Basically, the ray is going to touch everyone in New York City. And thereby, therefore, Rogue is touching everyone in New York City, turning all of them into mutants. That would be my theory, I guess. Okay. Good thing Cyclops got that shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good, good job for Gene for aiming it. That was a very... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't trust it. <laughs> I thought Cyclops was Matt Damon. But... Um, no, nah, that's Tori. James Marsden. That's Sonic's dad. Yeah, that's what yeah. Tori told me. Tori told me it was the Sonic guy, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I, it's great." I really like Cyclops as like a hero and his powers and his look. But every time I watch an X Men movie, I'm like, "Man, what a douchebag!" I don't think that. No, I, I think he's. I mean, I I don't really got much to say about him. I just, he's a guy and he's just, he's worried, you know, he sees Wolverine with the lady he's got the hots for and, you know, Wolverine's a hunk and he's got to at least say something, you know. <laughs> he's kind of douchey in the comics though, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, even, I've never been a Cyclops fan. Like, the look is cool, the powers are cool, but I don't, he's like, Take Captain America, because he's like the leader of the X-Men, but get rid of all of Captain America's charm and kind of make him a douchebag. Like yeah. He did have his priorities straight, though. I mean, he took the shot. Everybody's like, no, no, our friends. Take the shot. The, t- the city's about to go, go, um. Uh, Kablamo? Yeah, Kablamo. Yeah, yeah, it's a good word. <laughs> Thanks. Came up with it myself. I think yeah. Storm is probably my favorite out of Same. this yeah storm's my favorite x-men just yeah period. i i think she's i mean sick ass powers and also 
I like this actress. I think she really has the look for it, and I think she puts on a pretty good performance. I mean, not to be cliche, but Wolverine's my favorite. Yeah. No, that's totally understandable. Who's but, your favorite, like, Carrie? Oh, we know Carrie's. It's Kitty Pride. Kitty yeah, Pride. but she's, she's only, they, they call one of the students Kitty, and she walks through a wall, and that's it. Um, well, Carrie, um, I have a question yeah. for you then. What are you going to yeah. do when she walks into the White House? What is she going to do when she walks into a bank, bank vault in your home? That's right. <laughs> There's a bank vault in your own home? That's what the senator says. He's very yeah. concerned about Kitty Pride, which, I mean, yeah. if, that's a reasonable concern, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's pretty valid. I think I'm confused because... Every time I've heard that name, this recording, I I, I don't know who Kitty Pride is. Who's Kitty Pride? <laughs> um, Kitty Pride. She starts out as a teenager. She can phase through walls. And is she, is she in the film? She's actually yeah. a student. Um, oh. And and they say, uh, like Professor X says, "Thank you, Kitty," and she runs back for her notes and she phases through the door, and that's it. Yeah, oh. it's just a short little part. Yeah, it's a quick yeah. moment. You know when like Wolverine first wakes up and goes to see Professor X and all the students are leaving? She's yeah. one of them, and instead of like leaving, like opening the door, she just runs through it, and Wolverine's like, yeah. Whoa, that was weird. I Whoa. missed that. Yeah. I think I I must have just been like, Yep, she runs through walls. Well, if you <laughs> don't know who she is, it wouldn't really stick <laughs> out because people teleporting all over the place right i mean that's neat that she is an actual existing character and they like included her even though she was that small they put that little touch in there well and she she becomes a character in later movies although they change her powers let's not talk about that because i'll go on and on i like all the little characters they like kind of throw in like there's one character, or like Rogue is in class, and there's just a character in a yellow vest. And I'm like, oh, there's Jubilee. And yeah. Iceman is there for a scene and stuff yeah. like that. I'm no, like, that is super cool how they tuck that away in there. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's like just watching like, this in theaters would have been super exciting for that reason. Oh, I bet. Yeah. D Box. D Box, actually. <laughs> Um, Stan Lee's cameo. Uh, he was just kind of standing there, but uh, I was very happy to see what? them. What? He was mm-hmm. in it? Yeah, he's at the beach. Mm-hmm. I was watching it with Kim, and she was like kind of half watching it, but I was like, Kim, because I knew it was coming up. I was like, Kim, watch this part. It's a part where uh, the blob senator is walking up the beach, and like when she looked up, it was just his ass. <laughs> and she's like, Why <laughs> did you make me look at that? <laughs> Kim, love him. Kim, come on. You don't want to miss this. They're like, no, it's Stanley. Like, he's gonna be here. I promise. I didn't make you just look at that. Um, question: uh, Is this like a cliche in movies at this point? Because I feel like it very much is. So. You have two characters talking, and one is in a car, and the other's outside of it. And the character outside the car says something to the length of, let me come with you. And the driver's like, no, you're not coming with me. And then starts driving away. And then they're just like watching, they're looking, and then the car stops. And they're like, oh, oh, he stopped for me. 
because that happens in here and i'm like i swear i've seen that in at least like five to ten other films same scene bigger cliche is the um well i I, it's kind of the same scene same situation um but it's in the same part um she's like you should buckle your seat belt I don't need to take my driving advice from a little girl, and they crash, and he flies through the windshield. That was the biggest cliche of that part of the movie. I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen that in movies all too much. Mm. Well, and I think they, yeah. they break it because he gets up. That's I yeah. think the fun part is that, yeah, it's a cliche, like where she just happens to comment about the seatbelt right before they crash, but then he breaks his neck. Flies yeah. across the ice, Ooh. and then he gets up. That's and a I good way. That's, that's how they turn the cliche on its head. It doesn't it, quite yeah. work if they don't use the cliche in the first place, right? It's it a showed good... his neck broken. It's it's not straight. When he, <laughs> when he slides, it is not all together the way it should be. It's Something a good way of showcasing uh, his healing abilities, and yeah, I like I like when movies take cliches and then uh, make something useful out of it, make it more original. Yeah, Rogue pisses me off in that scene because Wolverine does not want to give her a ride. He's being he he's putting his neck out for her, giving her a ride, and like the first thing she do is like. Wow, suddenly my life doesn't look so bad. Like, it's just this dude's mobile home. Leave him alone. (laughs) I thought the same thing. Like, man is giving you a ride. You're being a jerk to him. (laughs) She does seem very teenager-y, though, doesn't she? She She's a teenager, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. She just kind of has no tact. She valid. Yeah. Yeah, Natalie Portman was originally going to be Rogue, but she backed out at the last second. I don't remember what for. Oh, man. And Hugh Jackman wasn't Wolverine until, like, very late into production. Like, they were three weeks into filming before he was casted. Oh, wow. Yeah. I I was going to ask, how many characters from this movie are still withstanding in the more later installments like i know we got um we got professor x we got mm-hmm. wolverine obviously i think gene she's still the same actress right jeans no oh or act no jeans gene dies <laughs> yeah but doesn't i mean like in days of future past she was in that she's not in that movie she's dead mm-hmm. by then yeah and I, and then they eventually make her young so in the more recent one, she's played by um, Sophie Turner. Okay, but no, she is in that movie. She um, like doesn't play a huge role, but um, when Logan changes the tide of events in that film, after he oh, wakes back up. Oh, at the very end. Yeah. You're right. She is in that movie. My bad. Um, Cyclops changes, right? Um, I mean, it kind of depends what you're talking about, because the movies have like two separate timelines. Yep. Right, right, right. But like, I guess I'm talking about the timeline in which, like, it's more in the future. This movie's know? timeline. Yeah, yeah. Like this timeline. Place. I'm pretty sure it. Ne- there aren't any major changes. Okay. Like Haley Berry is Storm through the whole thing. Hugh Jackman, obviously, 
I mean, they add on to it like a beast. I can't remember the actor, but Beast in the third one is awesome. I love him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of until they get to like first class where they make major changes to the cast. And is, yeah, that's crazy that they all stuck with it this long. Like, good on them. Is Wolverine and the fellow X-Men, are they part of the same world as like Spider-Man and all them? Um... Like in the comics, yes. In this yeah. movie, no. They don't there, allude to Spider-Man or anything. Is there well, any, like... What, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say the whole reason for that is because Marvel was having financial problems. So they sold off the two properties that were the most profitable. They were the X-Men and Spider-Man. Oh. And um, so X-Men was made by Fox and Spider-Man was owned by Sony. And then they had like none of their stars left, which was when they started to really publish the Avengers. So, yeah. so the whole got... reason. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say no. the whole reason that we haven't seen X-Men in the MCU yet is because of that whole who owns it. Exactly. And so, that's, that's what I was curious over. Yeah. I was like, why haven't I seen these guys? They're pretty cool. And that's <laughs> why you should see Doctor Strange too. <laughs> is that, yes. is that, uh, is that I'm, not, I'm not saying yeah. anything else. I'm, I'm not saying anything. You should just go see Doctor yeah. Strange oh, and the Multiverse. Yeah. Well, Matt already said a certain something about a certain Sir Patrick. Well, yeah, I didn't know. catch it, so if you bring it up, you're at fault. You're going to catch it when you listen to the episode. It's in the trailer. I'm not spoiling nothing. I, okay, I uh, haven't seen the trailers because I, I feel like trailers give away way too much nowadays. Remember the oh, Castaway trailer? Yeah, it gave away the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, the whole movie. Yeah. Live and learn. Um, what were we, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, X-Men got sold off to Fox. Yeah, the Marvel was going bankrupt in the 90s because 90s, dark age of comics. They were selling off everything. <laughs> Fox got X-Men and the Fantastic Four, Universal got the Hulk, and Sony got Spider-Man. And since then, Universal... I'm not sure how Hulk's licensing goes right now. I'm pretty sure uh, Marvel can have Hulk, but they can't put him in any standalone movies. Sony and Marvel bicker over Spider-Man every other week. They're talking about kicking Tom Holland out, and it's blatantly annoying at this point and then yeah marvel just straight out bought fox so now we have a fantastic four movie in the work in x-men i'm sure gonna be soon after that so do we know if they do kick tom holland to the curb like yeah are they gonna bring andrew back like what's don't tell me they're gonna recast spider-man again well then he wouldn't be in the mcu yeah the problem isn't the actor who plays it it's who has the rights to make the movie Right, right, yeah. right. But like, okay, so they likely wouldn't kick Tom Holland out, but they would say, "Oop, actually, now you're going to be in the Morbius movies, not the Avengers." Okay, so... okay, because it, it sounded to oh, me like you were saying Morbius. they were just going to cut Tom Holland out. I was like, no, hmm. no, I was just saying Tom Holland's version of oh, okay, gotcha. More so than him. I shouldn't uh, ream on Morbius too much. I just don't like Jared Leto. <laughs> No, you should. You should uh, I'll get mad about Doctor Strange, but ream on Morbius all you want. You can. You can do that. I won't be mad. Um, but oh, the introduction of Wolverine, I I love. Um, 
because when he punches people, you hear this ting, ting, like the yeah. of the adamantium. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a kind of a cool detail. It's a little cartoony. And then mm-hmm. they never do it again in yeah. any of the other movies. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing as that scene was playing. I liked that. It made me think the dude had some built-in brass knuckles, which he kind of does. He does. Yeah, punch. I would not want to get punched by Wolverine, I'll tell you that. Nope. I would have been for them keeping the tinks. Keep the yeah. tinks. Um, I think it's cool, but I don't know. When you punch someone, you don't hear bone noises. <laughs> no. I feel like you wouldn't hear the metal. Yeah, but when I was running from my front door through the garage and I smacked my head real hard on the garage door bracket, that made a tink. (laughs) But that's also not sealed in with skin. Well, it's metal on my head, which is what his punches are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's... I, I don't know. I don't sure. know. Yeah, sure. You know, what? let's just give that one to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, this doesn't break Carrie's heart. It might, but uh, I was not a huge fan of Sabretooth in this. They did it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's in the movie. He's kind of dumb. Yeah, he and, really uh, is. Yeah. He's the an oaf. That, yeah, the thing that I like about him is that yeah, he's very animalistic but dude is smart and mm-hmm. um he's kind of uh, a smart ass about it like he makes these comments as he's pulling out your entrails and it's funny <laughs> um and so i i actually um i wrote him i wrote him into one of my books just so i could do that oh nice yeah <laughs> just so you could have a a dicky saber tooth yeah, well, and and I told my family, I was like, I think you should be concerned because that voice came really easy. <laughs> That's a problem. Oh, man. Yeah, I was going to give Sabretooth dunce of the movie. Mm, I, I'll, I'll give it to him, too. I, I can't find a more fitting one. Yep. Just every time he is given a task, bring back Rogue, save the senator out the window, he fails. And by the end of the movie, when Magneto was like, you're my last line of defense, Sabretooth. Protect me. I was like, Magneto, you don't know what you're doing. You just doomed <laughs> your whole plan. Mm-hmm. This, guy, this guy, I wouldn't trust him to watch my parakeet for a weekend. No. Parakeet's no. hard work. I'm, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> He's it's, just like Magneto's goon the whole time. Yeah, and I was like, Mystique is obviously your top player. You mm-hmm. should have her watching you. She is like the most competent. She's more competent than you, Magneto. She's the one that breaks into X Mansion and puts in the little poison stuff in Cerebro and like uh, gaslights Rogue into leaving. Yeah. She, Mag- or Mystique does everything. I think I'll give Mystique the MVP. I was confused because I thought Mystique was good guy, not bad guy. (laughs) You know, I I know technically the term would be bad girl, but that that that, that gives a whole different a whole different vibe. I'm just gonna say bad guy. Yeah. (laughs) Well, she she's also the smartest. Like, uh, you know, one of the funnest things about X Men and about writing X Men is getting to use their powers in smart ways. 
And most of the characters in this movie kind of do the obvious stuff. She's the only one mm-hmm. who's who's a little smart about it. Like she disguises herself as a statue. Yeah, That's the statue of liberty is freaking smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does it while wearing essentially blue body paint and pasties. <laughs> so yeah, she gets the MVP. Yep. Yeah, that actress. I was looking into that. Um, That's Rebecca Romaine. Yeah, Rebecca Romaine, thank you. Um, she, it's over a hundred pieces of prosthetics she's in, and it took over eight hours of makeup before she could even get on set. Wow. For that, oh, that wow. Look. Must have that been pretty be, sleep deprived. That would be awful yeah. to have to just stand for eight yeah. hours and get painted blue. Yep. Uh, that's. Um, I was going to say. I, I don't know. For some reason, I'm thinking it through, like who my MVP would be, and she might be the pick because at first I'm thinking, oh, Professor X. Oh, but wait, he just collapses halfway through the movie. Um, they lose him. Um, what about Wolverine? Oh, well, he wakes up and kills one of the people <laughs> in the school. Um, what about the girl he killed? Well, no, she just touches someone and they about die. I'm running out of options. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think I do got to go Mystique. I might give it to Professor X. I think... Uh, How is he MVP if he collapsed? He, well, like- he collapsed, but I'm just saying, like, I think he's MVP for a lot of these movies, just in the sense that he brought these people together and they kind of would not be anywhere near where they are without him. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's no way they'd be able to... F- I mean... Charles could not fight Magneto alone. He couldn't stop him. And so he banded this team together. Here's the thing about Charles. And it's not his fault he collapses. It's the writer's fault. And it's the writer's fault in almost every X-Men story. Because Professor X is like one of the most overpowered characters ever. Because he can just like paralyze you with a thought and the plot's over. So in every one of these movies, they're like, okay, we got to get Professor X out of here because without him or like with him, the plot's over. So in like every single X-Men movie, they're like halfway through the movie, Professor X gets poisoned or captured or knocked out. And so... At a certain point, I don't really blame him. I'm just like they don't. It's, writers don't know what to do with him a lot of the time because he's he's, he's too, too OP. Yeah, damn writers. Um, just uh, <laughs> damn writers is right. Gary yeah. Harris, writer of X Men. <laughs> just chalk it up to a vacation trip. He's just going to visit the Bahamas. <laughs> What's his deal in Logan then? Like why? What they do he's to him old. to nerf him? He's and Logan. a geezer. He's yeah, he, he's like having seizures. He can't control it in Logan. Oh, uh, yeah, oh. yeah. We're going pretty loony. Remember Dang. that dope <laughs> scene? In- <laughs> loony? Oh no! You call it a seizure, loony? <laughs> no, not just that. Like he's he he ain't with well, it he's anymore. Going at that loony. Point. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Logan, Dean? I have. <laughs> okay. Then you should know. You know Logan. me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's um the way Sir Ian McKellen plays Magneto, 
Every time I watch one of these movies for like the next week, I'm just randomly going, Charles. Charles. Just I love the way he says Charles. Yep. We've done this before, Charles. <laughs> just I, I just love I love Sir Ian McKellen as Magneto. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like he and Sir Patrick Stewart were theater buddies long before this movie, and they're like best friends in real life. Oh, that's and, perfect. Yeah, it's perfect because they're like friends turned enemies in this series. And it it's interesting hearing Suri and McKellen talk about this movie because he is a gay he's a gay man. And that's kind of why he took this role is because he himself, like this was during the nineties and all that, and he was feeling very much like an outcast, like Magneto does. And so he could very much relate to the character, albeit in a different way, but still in a way nonetheless, and that's kinda what hooked him because he he didn't know what a Magneto was, what an X Man was. So I thought I think that's cool for him. Yeah, you know? no, that is that is very cool. It's very fitting and um when one of the first things you see when you search up Sir Patrick Stewart is a picture of him and Sir Ian McKellen kissing. <laughs> what? Good for them. Yeah, good for them. Are good they them, man. both in that boat? I don't. I don't know. Well, Patrick Stewart's married to a woman. Okay, it must have <laughs> yeah, just been we, a playful I've seen kiss that before, though. It's a bromance. <laughs> <laughs> History uh, will call them best friends. All right. All good. Right. <laughs> um, the senator uh, ends up finding out what his mutation is very quickly. Like, uh, <laughs> I, just the chance of him walking over and just, like, pressing his face hard against the bars. I don't know. It just seems a little a little weird to me. A little goo boy. Goo boy. Well, don't you think he's like, like, because he's looking out at freedom and like, you know, leaning against the wall because he's tired and he's hurting and all of those things. And then he kind of oozes through. Uh, yeah, I mean, I see it, but like, I don't think it's what I would have done personally. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I would have felt my head start slipping through and I'd been like, oh, my head can fit through these bars. And then... <laughs> When his head got through the bars, I was thinking, oh, now you're stuck. But then he went through completely. <laughs> and so I, that probably be what happened to me. I'd just be like, oh, no. But then I'd be like, oh, I'm just going. I keep going. Okay, I'm just going to get out of here. I think I would have been uh, taking my shirt off and peeing on it to pull a Shanghai noon, try what? and bend the bars. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Have you not seen Shanghai noon? I have not seen Shanghai Noon. Oh, man, that's too bad. Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan, they uh, they pee on their shirt, and they, they're in jail, and then they wrap it around the bars, and it bends the bars. How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. It just does. I don't think it does. I is don't it, think it does. Is that a movie with superpowers? No. No. Then no. I, that don't work. I don't know. I think it. I think it might be a real thing, or at least for old bars back then, it might not. Might not still old apply bars. today. But the young they, bars are the strong ones. They got some <laughs> yep. acidic piss. That is, <laughs> How did we get criminal. here? Oh, we do this all Welcome the time. to the dial-up movie club. <laughs> I've been assimilated. Is, 
This is a fairly on track episode too. That's why you should feel yeah. honored. Castaway oh, was very rocky. I listened. <laughs> but to I had that a good time. Today. It was a great time. We talked about Harry Potter this month, and I wanted to ask you guys: Would you rather go to Hogwarts or Charles Xavier's school for the gifted youngsters? Oh, Xavier's I... school because that means I got superpowers. Which I guess being a wizard is also that. Yeah, I, I think need they're a very wand. comparable. Don't I need a wand? Yes and no. Um, don't they give you a wand? There is spells that you can cast you without using a wand, or I think if you're just a powerful enough wizard. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's a tough question, man. I think, wow. honestly, I'd rather go to Hogwarts just because I think I'd rather be a wizard and, like, if I'm going to the school for mutants and I don't know what my power is, like, let's just say when I go to the school, I'd, I'd have some knowledge of what my power is. I feel like, you know, my power might be goo boy. I don't want to be goo boy. I want to just have a bunch of different powers at my disposal. Like I'd be goo a boy. wizard. I'd figure yeah. out what can I utilize with being goo boy? I could... <laughs> Slipping the jail bars. I could save baby ducks from manholes when they tried to cross the street with their mom. <laughs> That's that you would be your first. You're stuck move. in the manhole because you can't like grab the bars to climb out because your fingers are goo. Yeah. Well, you get one good duck saving and you're trapped. You would constantly <laughs> slip between duck. cushions on the couch. That's one duck more than before. I. I have this thing where I really, really want to write an X-Men book about all of the X-Men with the useless powers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. could so get behind that. Yeah. Like, like you know, the guy who um, can shoot vinegar out his eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's useless. What would you use that for? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. He, he would be a part of a cooking class. That's right. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah, the, yep. the guy who grows toothpicks in place of fingernails. <laughs> it's like a lamer Wolverine. Yeah, you vinegar out of my eyes. I would my regular everyday profession would be a cleaner. I'd there clean, you go. I, I'd have all the vinegar at my disposal. <laughs> but then, are you really a superhero if you're just a janitor? I'm like Mister Clean. <laughs> I'm <laughs> Mister. There you, you can, go. You can clean up after all the fights. Yeah, there you go. I yeah. have a purpose. Wow, I like it. That's that's kind of why I've heard they use Rogue in this movie is because she's a great example of like a general mutant of where you get a cool power. Yes, she can like steal other people's powers, but they come at like a horrible price. Yeah, um, they're like they're like genie wishes. Pretty much, yeah. That's what a lot of X-Men are. Like, um, Cyclops, he can shoot lasers. That's so cool. Oh, he has to cover his eyes at all times or else mm -hmm. he'll kill everyone. Yep. So it's a lot of that. And I, I like that about X-Men. When he, when the Magneto, like, um, I want to say tied, but he, like, bound him to the wall facing, I think, Storm. And like he's like, you're gonna want to close your eyes, and he took off his eye things, and he's like wrenching his eyes shut. I was like, oh man, that was <laughs> like a, that was a edge edge of the seat part. Mm -hmm. It's like a, a saw trap, 
but for Cyclops. And uh, I believe it was Gene who was in front of him, Gene Gray. Um, Is that not Storm? That's not Storm. <laughs> oh. <Damn>. I'm. <laughs> Mystique. Sorry. <laughs> See, no, Dean, we're going to keep, we got to keep watching these X-Men movies because uh, you're going to love them all. You're going to know them all. You're going to love them all. The only thing time. I know of an X-Men movie that I have not seen is I think there's a time where Wolverine gets a heart parasite. Yeah. Yep. That's uh, the Wolverine. And he takes care of it. He does in a badass way, might I add. <laughs> That's true. Oh, man. Uh, and, uh, I wanted to ask a question because with the X-Men coming to the MCU, there's been a lot of talk about how they should adapt Magneto, where we're getting to the point where the Holocaust was 80 years ago about, and they're like, well, we don't really want Magneto. That's like, like too old. So they're like, they should make him an actual, like, a black man during the civil rights. But then there are people that are like, no, because that's not as extreme as the Holocaust. And, uh, like, being Jewish is a very big part of his character as well. And I wanted to hear maybe your guys' thoughts on how you think they should adapt some of these older characters into newer movies. Like, what do you mean by like, like old age or like just the character themselves isn't, is a dated character. Yeah. Like a dated character because like this X-Men started in the sixties, you know? So, and at that time, the Holocaust was 20 years ago, 15 years ago or however, but, but now it's, we're 2022 and it's like, is it too long ago to make a character like that? I, I would push back and say, no, it's not too long ago. Like, I think it's such a historical event that as, I mean, everybody knows about that. And like, I, I don't like the idea of really like changing his background just because of times changing. Like, I don't know. I think that's a little unnecessary to say the least i always think these movies are weird like they could just have say one of magneto's powers is he ages slow that's they could do that they could easily say something like that and it's be like okay cool he can still be a holocaust survivor yeah yeah exactly that's also the advantage of having a multiverse yeah yeah you know you can use it to play with time um you know and and maybe in one of these timelines uh, everything is more recent. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, it's just it, it solves a lot of problems as a writer just to have that as as a tool, but you can overuse it. So mm-hmm. you know, and it goes either way. I I hate to take it in this route, but I feel like there are also like while the Holocaust, yes, was long ago, there's still some, like, similar ideals being carried about today, especially with what's happening in Ukraine, literal war crimes happening. Like, I I don't think it's so long ago that it's no longer prevalent. No. I'm confused. What what are you confused about, Dean? Um, 
I'm a little lost. I, uh, I'm sitting here. We're talking about Magneto and his past and such. And then Drew's like, I don't want to take in this direction. Then we're talking about Ukraine. And where's the connection? Like, so basically, I, think what I know I'm, what you're saying, but I don't know. There's been an argument that the Holocaust is too far away or like it, it was too long ago that it's no longer relevant to have Magneto be a Holocaust survivor. And I was just wondering if you guys agreed with that or not. I I don't agree with that idea. I think just roll with it. I mean, isn't it common knowledge that he ages slow? Doesn't he age slow? Does he not? It's kind of everyone does. Like Peter Parker was 16 in 1964 and it's 2022 and he's like 30. So everyone ages slow, I guess. Or maybe uh, hmm. Marvel's Earth just has... Two million days in a year. Yeah, I always, I always <laughs> like the idea of like alternate, I guess you would say alternate universes for the characters because, like, say it, it is a different universe where instead his origin story is in the civil rights. I like the idea of like toying with their origin stories and like tweaking the characters. Yeah, up. but. If you're going to do that, I say make it like the same route for everybody else in it because it's a different universe. And so like mm -hmm. say if you had Magneto and um, Wolverine in it, Wolverine also has a different origin story. I don't know what his origin story is, but it'd be different if Magneto's is different. I, th I think that would be cool. Like I can respect like replacing the character, like making big changes if, yeah, you're going to explain it with an alternate universe, but... Like, I don't think you should just downright, like, replace the character in this timeline with something entirely different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting question. I just thought I'd bring it up. I just, uh, I'm wondering how they're going to do it now. Yeah. But, like, there is a right way to do it. Like, I'm sure they could have him be a black man from the civil rights. But I also, I just, I feel like it's just wrong. Like... It's. I always feel like Magneto being Jewish is as important as like T'Challa being Wakandan. You know, yeah. it's like you you want to make Black Panther a white guy because that would feel just wrong. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I get what you're saying. I mean, I wouldn't like. Uh, how do I want to put this? I feel like I would prefer to keep their original story and it's partially because people going to see it are ex if they're like a fan of the character they're expecting certain things from the character and mm -hmm. you're just taking a lot of risk if you completely change the story pretty much all i'm saying is though i don't think it's something i would necessarily do unless i got like a genius idea but if you're going to change the character's storyline you got to change a lot of other things you can't just change it for your own just to make your own story work you got yeah you have to make it make sense yeah it's got to yeah. make sense you got basically to the point where people are like okay like they're not even questioning it they're just like all right yeah. this is what it is it doesn't like break your believability in it yeah yeah i feel and, like and some things, yeah some things change for the better you know i went into ant-man and there was not nearly as much wife beating as i thought there would be oh good if they were gonna I adapt ant-man comics right from the source then uh it'd be a very different movie so 
Like yeah. some things change for the better. I don't <laughs> think changing Magneto's would be for the better. No. Not my Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, while we were talking about Magneto, I just wanted to say that when he's standing in the big metal mutant power gifting sphere, uh, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I, I, I just love the cut into his face where he's just staring like mid <laughs> mid frame. He's like, Ugh! and like his teeth are showing. That's great. That's a great shot right there. Yeah. I love it. I love the little things he does. Like just like like when um they're walking out of the cell and you notice Sabretooth screwed the pooch and didn't get the senator and he just closes the bars on his face. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. like the little um the pendulum balls on his desk just going back and forth just in the <laughs> air. And I'm like, who are you doing that for, Magneto? I, I don't care, but it's cool. Mm-hmm. There's no strings. You just keep doing it. No, it wasn't on strings because, oh. like, the second he leaves the rooms, all the, the second he leaves the room, all the balls just drop to the floor. Oh, yeah. nice little detail. I mean, uh, maybe he's a little ADHD like me, and <laughs> you know, you just gotta have something to something to finagle with while you're trying to talk and focus. Yeah. You know, when you're plotting your evil schemes. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. tic tac some ball bearings. Yeah. Yeah, just like that. What? Just like that. <laughs> what you just said. <laughs> Here's a question I have about Mystique. Her fighting Wolverine seems like a very bad idea. Like, A, I don't know if she can duplicate the claws. That seems a little out of her. Yeah, I was wondering that head. too. Because he, like, cuts through them, and I'm like, oh, there go her fingers. But yeah. She cuts <laughs> oh. Them like, I feel mystique. like she should be like that is mystique, yes. Oh. Um I feel like she should just be bleeding <laughs> in a world of pain after something like that. Where did the what skin did he cut off? Nothing. I don't bleeding. know. I don't know. That's that is weird. You see, this is what happens with me. Like, I can't explain it entirely, but I'm watching the movie and there's the second Wolverine. And I'm thinking I'm like why is there a second Wolverine? Was was um, Magneto doing some kind of like? I'm thinking when Magneto like bent Wolverine all around, he must have took some Wolverine DNA and made a second Wolverine. And I'm like thinking I'm just gonna sit and I'm gonna they're gonna tell me what's going on. Oh. But then what happens is I forget that I'm looking for that reason. I and I just he's. He he's beaten, and then I'm like, "All right, that's done," and I just forget about it. And you just reminded me about I, I didn't realize that it was Mystique, but that's because I also had no idea why there was a second Wolverine. I feel now. like I feel like our podcast has been some sort of like deep dive scientific look into Dean's brain this whole time, and how he just processes the world around him. It processes helps. information. I love it. <laughs> Gives yeah. me examples so to go much. off on. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, uh, one member of how could we forget one of the most important members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants? What oh, a God. great name for your civil rights movement. Um, Toad. <laughs> what do you guys think of Toad? Uh, two thumbs down. <laughs> He's okay. I feel like, you know, 
if he was a superhero, for some reason, I feel like I'd be more grossed out. But the fact that he's on the opposing side, you know, it fits. It's like, um, I don't know why I was going to say it's like Reptile from Mortal Kombat, but he... He kind of is. He kind, he kind of, of yeah. is. He kind of is. But he's more fitting as a villain. Is that wrong to say, though? He's... It looks like they just took a normal guy, kind of gave him jaundice, and like have him with a long tongue, you know? What's uh-huh. jaundice? It's the disease that turns your skin yellow. What if What if he does have it, and it's just in hand with his powers? That's the, tr- that's the genie trade-off. Yeah, that's the genie trade-off. He has theory? a cool tongue, but he's yellow. <laughs> That your theory of the movie is all these powers have their their genie trade offs. I don't think it's a theory, more or less a fact. Yeah, I think it's just a fact. That's just like an X Men thing. He doesn't need to have jaundice, though. He has a giant prehensile tongue, and he looks like that. Exactly. (laughs) Having said that, I adore him, and I think he's hilarious. Like he gets into a fight, and then he dances in the middle of it. Yeah, I love that. I'm a toad guy. I have to have a sense of humor. Everyone has made fun of me all my life. <laughs> That's fair. You got to respect it, I guess. This was another moment I was watching with Kim, and she had never seen these X-Men movies either. So she was like, who's that? Who's that? To a lot of people. And I was like, oh, this one's Toad. And she's like, oh, cool. And then the tongue thing happened. She's like, oh, my gosh, she's literally a Toad. And she got so excited. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's a weird power. <laughs> I thought he was a reptile until they said toad. Yeah, he's an amphibian. I, I I wonder if there's like a mutant out there just called Spider and they have like eight eyes or something. Oh, Spider Man. I guarantee it. I feel like there's a mutant for everything. Yeah. Okay, well, so, since you brought that up, I will tell you one. There's Eye Boy. He has eyes all over his body. Oh, okay. And my thing is, like, you'd have eyes inside your own pants. Yeah. <laughs> like, you'd look at the inside of your own pants all day long. I'm wondering what his, like, point of view looks like. Is it just, like, mm-hmm. looking from Google Street View? Is it, like, a big 3D dome? Like, <laughs> Well, yeah, you can't sneak up on him. Yeah, and yeah. that's he true. Eventually, he eventually does have, like, some... some vision-based powers. Oh, okay. He's like, your power, I have eyes. The man (laughs) is a security room. I think he'd be... I think he'd be good friends with Polka Dot Man. He's like a... He's like peeps from regular show the security system i really liked the touch when uh wolverine slices the shotgun in half and the gunpowder is even like draining it's like damn don't mess with him then he uses the claws to give him the middle claw yeah (laughs) the middle finger and i love that i was very happy with that touch does he do that in any other movies yeah i feel like he does I, don't I feel know. like that's a Wolverine thing. He just flips you off with the claw once in a while. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't recognize that from the two Wolverine movies I've seen. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We got the expert in the house. <laughs> the expert. Oh. Uh, Speaking of puns, um, 
when we when I was listening to some of the cast away episode today, I think Matt said something like the feds are involved or the feds are coming or something. Oh, when yeah. I heard that, I was like, man, I wish <laughs> I don't know how I was gonna say it, but I was just like, man, I, I was gonna say, I wish right there I said, what if it was an ex fed? <laughs> Oh, uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's so funny, guys. Oh, You're oh, real comedians. Thank here. you. Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, any anything else? Um, this movie is only five months and four days older than me. Dang. Congrats. Yep. <laughs> I Matt, bet. What is, what is it? Five months older than Matt? Yeah, no, it's like four months and something yeah, was, days yeah i was around for x-men i wasn't conscious yet I no was... oh guys fun fact this movie's like oh man i can't think of the math um i don't know three months older than me <laughs> no way fun fact. we're all so close i saw it in the theater because i am old thank you i you wasn't didn't invite us <laughs> I get nothing like the babies in the embryo. No. Oh, man. <laughs> man, that would that would have been a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, um, does Cyclops have eyes? Because his his specks are ripped off his face, and there's just sockets. I was like, oh my gosh, they ripped his eyes out. But he seemed fine. <laughs> so. <laughs> X or uh, X Men, uh, Cyclops, his eyes they're weird, they're like a portal to another dimension that's like pure energy. So that's actually awesome, yeah. He has eyes, but when they open, it's just like that portal opening, and it's just like pure concussive energy coming out. That's pretty cool. does anybody on the other end ever like try to get through? And then he's like, ah, he's <laughs> just got a hand sticking out. Ah! Uh, there's, uh, I can't say I've ever heard of that, but Carrie, I got your next book. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I pull up. Thank you. <laughs> you can you can keep that one. It's okay. Oh, Get me the licensing, and I'm on board. Give me the licensing. <laughs> Ant Man Cyclops story. Ant Man's oh. going in those eyes. <laughs> oh. oh man, that was the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, it was smart. Um, <laughs> was it? It's an idea. The I want to talk for a brief moment about the special effects in this movie because it's like 2000s. This was like the era where special effects were kind of in in their their younger stages, like alongside Matrix and all that. So I thought for the for the most part, pretty good effects. Yeah, I thought so too. There was a couple yeah, yeah. points where I looked at Wolverine's claws and I noticed they were like so very slightly fidgeting like very yeah. ever so slightly float to them yeah well, but you know they did what they could oh they floated to him I, I thought you were saying like like as props in his arm or something like just wiggling around and no. I was like, well they were bent back and forth repeatedly by magneto i'm sure <laughs> not the most 
um, intact right now. I cringe at that scene. Oh, like, I yeah. don't have bone claws or anything, but Magneto bending those claws around, I was like, ooh. Can't imagine that feels good. How do you yeah. get out? Did he just like retract them? And it like hurt himself? He what did he do? He did Mag- something at the end. No, Magneto threw him. Threw him. And then he was unconscious. If you're talking about yeah. on the train, Magneto throws him train. and he's unconscious. And that's when but he does the spread out the the yeah. claw thing. I'm thinking about a he's like end, though. He's like in yeah. a mountain cave thing. I, I don't know, but I, I see Matt. Matt's looked changed, so maybe On the I'm wrong. Statue but, of um, yeah, maybe that was it. I just know he was like put up against the wall, and I feel like he had his like the metal in his body all warped about, so he was just like trapped up there, and then he just went and just fell and was just kind of <laughs> laying there. So I assumed he just retracted everything into himself and just died for a little bit. Dude, just every time every time I think about it, it's just like Wolverine has the worst luck. Like he's on the team whose main bad guy can control every bone in his body. Yeah, that, it sucks for him, man. <laughs> yeah, but towards towards the end, I think the explanation is that when Magneto gives his powers to Rogue, he's no longer holding That's onto them. It. Yes. So if he's already wrapped metal around you, that's still there. But if he's doing anything actively to you, he can no longer do that because he's drained. Gotcha. And that's what Sorry. gives them the opening to free Rogue and defeat Magneto. I'm sorry. Um, Magneto gave his powers to Rogue? Yeah. I'm sorry because I missed that. I didn't catch that. How that did was, that happen? That was the whole point of his plot because Rogue absorbs powers and Magneto doesn't want to die. So he but, won? So what Magneto does is he gives Rogue his powers temporarily and tries to have him have her use the machine, but they stop it before it's able to mutate everybody. So Technically, he got what he wanted, but he wasn't able to finish the job. Oh. Huh. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say to that. I get, I, uh, that's just what happened in the movie. What, uh, it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> don't fear God, Senator, and certainly don't fear me. Such a cold <laughs> line. Yep. I do think when... um. When they gooify senator, you know, man gets what he, uh, man gets what he, uh, man gets what he deserves, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Puts things in perspective for him. He no, does it really eyes, does. But it puts things in perspective. Um, biggest R.I.P. Boyfriend? Yeah. Boyfriend doesn't die. He was putting a oh, coma wait, for you're three right, years. you're right. Um, mm, might um, have to give it to Goo Boy then. No, no. <laughs> no, not goo boy. Does uh, Sabretooth die? Oh, I feel like we never see him again in these movies. Man. There's a bunch of almost star IPs. Yeah, there yeah. are a ton of almost star IPs. <laughs> maybe maybe Toad. Toad got it pretty bad. What happened to Toad? Storm just obliterates him into the New York Harbor. 
Oh man! Do you do you know what happens to a toad who's been struck by lightning? Oh, yeah. The same thing that happens to everybody else. I or love everything that line. else. My favorite line. <laughs> yeah. Favorite line in any movie ever. Yep. It's that great. probably one storm for me. I liked mm-hmm. that line a lot. Yeah. Same thing that happens to everything else. Well, because for a minute I was thinking, oh man, what does happen? Like, do their guts fly out of their mouth? Or I don't know. That's what I'm thinking. And then she goes, she goes, same thing as everybody else. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> hey, you oh, got it. You got it going. When they're, this is back to the beginning, but when they're in like the courthouse and he's like arguing that we should um pretty much segregate the mutants, um, someone says, Maybe even the senator. He just says, they are among us. I can't take the word among us seriously anymore. <laughs> that craze, that craze ruined the phrase for me. And it's a no, great I phrase for dramatic moments in movies. But I no. hear it. Every time I hear it, I'm like, gosh, I hate that saying now. <laughs> I would rather say they are with us just to avoid that. I feel that. That um, that happened to me in the Castaway episode. I was listening today, and I noticed that I say "among us." Yeah, you well, do. Describing the words to the IMDb game, uh, the rules to the IMDb game, and uh, I remember uh, hearing that in the moment, and going, "Oh God, someone's going to take that out of context." <laughs> it happens. It happens to us. <laughs> it happens. You can't say it anymore. It's gone. Oh, oh man. And that's the movie! Well, Carrie, you won the IMDb game. Would you like to give your final thoughts and rating out of 10 first? Um, Well, I think my final thoughts are that as as the first X-Men movie uh, that they made, they did a really great job of making it accessible to people who don't necessarily know who these characters are but still fun for total nerds like me um so i really loved it i loved it at the time in fact i think i saw it multiple times in the theater because i could um so and there yeah uh so i think i'm gonna give it i'm gonna i'm gonna give it nine because i'm biased i'm not sure it's technically a nine movie but for me it was it's fair. There you go. There oh, you yeah. go. Uh, any rating is a fair rating. Yeah. yeah. That's great. All right, sweet. Uh, Dean, your final thoughts on rating of X-Men? I was more blown away and I found in more enjoyment than I expected to walk out of the movie with. Because I guess I never really gave X-Men my time. I think I just let everybody... I don't know, people in school, it sounded like people would go, oh, X-Men suck. Who watches X-Men movies? And I'm like, yeah, who watches X-Men movies? Now I watched an X-Men movie. It's pretty good. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know what kids were talking about then, because if I saw it at that age, I also, I, would, I probably would have been more blown away. Like, that dude melted. Um, <laughs> even when he, like, he, he wakes from his sleep. Like, there's been scenes in movies where somebody's, like, having a nightmare, and I'm, someone's trying to wake him, and I'm like thinking something like, man, I, don't wake this guy. He's in a bad place. And they wake up, and they're like, oh, and they just do a shake, and they're like, oh, you scared me. In this movie, the dude stabbed them <laughs> yeah. when he woke up, and that got me pretty good. Like, that might have been, oh, man, I think that scene got me the most, honestly, because it just shocked me so hard. But I'm really going to, just for the pure enjoyment, I think I'm really... 
I'm going to give it an 8.8. Awesome. 8.8. Nice. Nice. Sweet, sweet. Drew, your final thoughts and rating of X-Men? Uh, kind of same thoughts with Dean that I, yeah, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I don't think I've seen this until now. And, um, you know, I really like the characters. I think it's a good, uh, entry film to this series. I think, um, I really like the color palette, honestly. It's like a steel blue look a lot of the th- uh, a lot of the way through the film and that's pretty cool uh, i think it complements it well because it's kind of a gritty story even though it's pg-13 and i think it does a good job at that too because um it remains pretty dark and like heavy-handed but uh it's still able to achieve that with a pg-13 rating um i think they do a really good job for the time of the effects and i think they I'm sure at the time these superpowers on screen, it was like, wow, like mind blowing visuals and got to respect it for that. I think it does have a bit of that uh, early two thousands corniness to it. A little bit of that nostalgia feel. And I love that. I can still feel the nostalgia for it, even though I wasn't there to watch it. And I love when movies are able to achieve that for me. That's always a great time. Um, yeah, no, I think this was pretty great. So I'm going to give it an 8.5. All awesome. Right, all right. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, going back to this movie all these years later, I really, I, I was like surprised. Like I kind of thought this wouldn't hold up as much as it did. Uh, I mean, some bits are, some bits are cheesy, but like, Come on, a toad gets struck by lightning. Same thing's gonna happen. That happens to everything else. It's good cheese, and it's uh, it's it's a fun movie. I ended up uh, really enjoying it. So, yeah, I'm gonna kind of land on the eight train with you guys and give it a solid eight out of ten. Nice it, of the cheesy moments in it. It's like every time one happened, it didn't bother me. I was like, I am so going to allow that. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's when it works. That's when mm-hmm. it's okay. I don't think it feels it like all... a comic book movie. It's yeah, a little yeah. corny, but it's good. It didn't at all impact my rating negatively. And I think this yeah. is one of those movies that after watching it, I'm just ready to buckle down and watch some more superhero movies. Same. Like it, yeah, it gets me in the mood, man. Like I watched this, and I'm like, I kind of want to watch the rest of the X Men movies pretty mm-hmm. soon. Yep. Like I wouldn't mind like doing a little X Men marathon. I was like, I've wanted, this was fun. I've wanted to watch Civil War again. Yeah, Civil War is good. It's a good one. I'd watch it, it in a while. It's not X Men, but it's a good movie. Yeah, it's not X Men. But I have to. Yeah, well, Carrie, thank you so much for bringing us X-Men. If people wanted to find you, all the books you're selling, everywhere you are online, where could they do that? The two best places to find me are my website, which is carrieharrisbooks.com. And then when I'm trying to procrastinate uh, writing every day, I'm on Twitter. And I'm Carhar, C-A-R-R-H-A-R-R. Thank you so much for bringing us X-Men again. Uh, Go check out 
Carrie, all the things she's doing. Go buy the Dark Avengers book. Uh, go on her Twitter today. I witnessed history. A bunch of people came together to do the alphabet of Marvel characters in a thread <laughs> that she started. Yeah. It was it was it was my end game. That was my Avengers end game. <laughs> so go go, uh, go support and check out everything she's working on. But fellas, two thousands month is not over. We have an extra Monday. We Ooh. love our extra Mondays. It's been a hot minute since we did a fan vote episode. <clears throat> and we did a... <clears throat> man. <clears throat> Drew, Sorry. clear your throat. Yeah, everybody clear their throat. We're good. Yes. It's been a hot minute since we did a fan vote episode. So, uh, we each submitted a movie to our social medias, uh, which I'll plug at the end. You could have voted listener on what movie we cover next week but if you didn't it's too late we got a lot of votes and i had the total somewhere i'll bring it up but uh dean what movie did you submit for 2000s i submitted the road to el dorado mm-hmm. uh yes and drew would you submit i submitted iron man nice nice, nice. good classic Mm-hmm. And I submitted the human centipede. Oh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, we got a total of forty-one votes. So thank you to everyone who voted. Oh, oh. And uh, coming in last place with ten votes, we have the road to El Dorado. Dang it! Dang it! <laughs> Sorry, we're not um, talking about that next. I want to have a moment to um, thank my 10 supporters uh we stood Stop strong the count! we stood strong <laughs> we'll get them next time yep keep your heads high coming <laughs> coming in second place with 13 votes was iron man oh, oh no. and the oh, winner with 18 God. votes was the human centipede. <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. I knew oh, that no. you, you put power in the hands of the people and they always choose to screw you over. <laughs> I am... Um, I am shaking. I... I'm shaking. You're trembling. <laughs> Literally shaking and crying right now. All right. Well, human centipede next week, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so excited oh, to go down yeah. this horrific trip again. I think Me too. I think I'd want you guys around for support. <laughs> <laughs> Moral All right. support. All right. Maybe we'll have to work something out. I think my brother Will was talking once about, we were in like a horror movie topic chat and Uh he, he was saying how he'll like put on a movie in the background while he works or something to like, just keep noise in the air. You know, it doesn't like the silence and he put on human centipede (laughs) and that was the one movie that he turned off from being in the background because Dang. even the ambience yeah nah, nah, nah. It, playing human centipede in any room just immediately changes the mood changes the think... vibe of the room yep, it does i don't, don't want to say people enjoy this movie even if you say you enjoy it i, I don't know no, i don't think people do you i just, don't 
you just get so shaken that you're like, that was fun to be (laughs) so shaken. You know that this had to be someone's passion project. How else did it get made? Like three times. Yeah, and three, three times, times exactly. no less. Dean, have you have you seen this movie? No. Oh. Wait, have I? I might have a long time ago from you guys. I know you guys did a marathon without me, and for some yeah, reason I was upset over that. Oh, don't be um, upset. Don't be upset over that. Well, <laughs> you kept making lucky. inside jokes. Like, no, well, I'm going to save this though. man so I can kill him two times. <laughs> that is a great... I, I never saw that scene, but it sounded funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a great scene. But it's not in this movie, so no, don't look forward not. to it. You'll have to watch Dang two it. more. Yeah. To even <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> well, sweet. Uh... That being said, this was our 50th movie, guys. This was our 53rd episode of our 50th movie. Uh, I was going to say, didn't we pass our 50th episode? No, no, but uh, yeah, we now have our top 50. Very cool. Um, So, Drew, with all that being said, where can the people find you and all the good things you're doing online? Gaming content, Naughty Bear Freak. Find me on YouTube, all social media. Find me at Instagram. (laughs) as harvey.barker.photo.video you'd be very excited if you <laughs> followed his gaming content be so excited awesome well dean uh where can the people find you and all the good things you're doing online the people can find me on instagram i'm dean calkins all one word all lowercase just check it out i posted a duck i posted a duck you did i can vouch it's a very nice duck um, sweet. So uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hopper2400 and my personal YouTube channel, Pure Fission. And of course, join the club, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and hit that bell notification so you can be alerted when new episodes come out every single Monday. And we have merch. Crocodile Up has ended. I hope you all got your orders in, help save the world a little bit. Because uh, it's too late now. You'll never get those designs again. You yep, can't so. save the world anymore. No more you saving your, the world you for you. missed your opportunity. Yep. Uh, yeah, so thank you to all who did uh, buy that merch and make your donations. I'll be making probably a more formal statement about it because this episode's like coming out before it's done, but it's done. You know what I'm saying? Editing time traveler. You know what I'm I know so, what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, but we do have other merch that will not be going away on our merch store. Uh, Drew, what do we got? What do we got? Oh my God. We got bags. We got bed oh sheets. We got shirts. We got skirts. We got, we got all the goods. Awesome. Yeah, mouse pads. So cool. We do. Very cool. Uh, yeah, and you can find us on Twitter at Club Dial and Dial Up Movie Club on every other social media. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Dial Up Movie Club. And remember, Charles. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Goodbye. Goodbye, Charles.